The book of Luke, chapter 19, verses 45 through chapter 20, verse 18. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him, but they did not find anything they could do, for all the people were hanging on his words. One day, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes of the elders came up and said to him, Tell us by what authority you do these things, or who it is that gave you this authority. He answered them, I also will ask you a question. Now tell me, was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? And they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why did you not believe him? But if we say from man, all the people will stone us to death, for they are convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it came from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And he began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and let it out to tenants and went into another country for a long while. When the time came, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent another servant, but they also beat and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent yet a third, this one also they wounded and cast out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Let us kill him, so that the inheritance may be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When they heard this, they said, Surely not! But he looked directly at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. Mom's Commentary Jesus had been increasing in popularity and influence, and the Pharisees asked him who gave him the right to be teaching in their temple. Jesus countered their question with a very strategic question that caused a line to be drawn between these religious leaders and the people. Was John's message from heaven or from men? The people generally believed that John was a prophet of the Lord, and that John's purpose was to prepare the way for Jesus as the Christ, so they could not speak against either John or Jesus. They were silent and would not answer. As so many times before, Jesus was able to discern their thoughts and intentions. He knew just the right thing to say in that moment. Since they refused to answer his question, Jesus shared a parable. The owner of a vineyard sent servants and then his own son to collect fruit, but they were each killed by the tenants. So the owner destroyed them and gave the vineyard to others. This is much like the great banquet in chapter 14. Those who shunned his invitation were replaced by others. Jesus knew he was the Son of God about to die and change everything. 
The Pharisees knew he was talking about them being destroyed and replaced and said, Surely not. If it weren't for the people around, they would have tried to arrest him right then. They could not understand that they were rejecting the turning point of the Jewish faith. Jesus, the cornerstone that became the foundation for salvation of all who follow God, past and present. Dad's Commentary Let us kill him so that the inheritance may be ours. Everyone wants the inheritance with Jesus without having Jesus. Consider the absurdity of the evil tenant's thinking. If we kill the owner's son, we will get to have his inheritance. That doesn't make any sense at all. Killing the heir doesn't make you the heir. However, it reflects the desire of our wicked hearts. We want the blessings of God, the blessings of Jesus, but we don't want to submit to him as Lord. Somehow we convince ourselves that it is possible even though it is absurd. We convince ourselves that we can have happiness without Jesus. We can have satisfaction without Jesus. We convince ourselves that we can have heaven without Jesus. We convince ourselves and then plot how to kill the heir so his inheritance will be ours. Of course, without Jesus, all we can look forward to is God coming and destroying us all. It happened in Jerusalem. It will happen for everyone who casts Jesus aside, seeking his inheritance without desiring him. Yet in the strangest turn of events, the Jews do kill the Son, and we do get his inheritance. The religious leaders of the Jews reject Jesus. They do take him and kill him, longing to hang on to their power and authority. As a result, the gospel is given to the Gentiles. We do receive Jesus' inheritance, and in due time, so will we all who believe on Jesus' name. Romans 11.30-32 For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. Amen.